0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show where you'll find real conversations with today's most successful entrepreneurs. They'll share everything
1: from unforgettable personal stories to exact strategies they use on a daily basis. Here's your host, Simon Sander.
0: Hey, how you doing? This is your host, Simon, and thank you so much for joining me today. This episode is sponsored by OscarHamilton.com. They edit and produce all of our podcast episodes. So if you have a podcast already or you're thinking about starting one, check out OscarHamilton.com. And now let's get into the show. Today's featured guest is Andrew McDonald. Andrew, welcome.
1: Hey, how are you, Simon?
0: I'm good, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Andrew is a self-made author coach and a speaker whose passion is to leave the world better than he found it. He enriches lives through motivational speaking, blogging, coaching, and his self-help book on gearing your thoughts, words, and action towards your vision of success in life. Andrew, take a minute to tell us a bit more about yourself and fill in any blanks from that intro.
1: Sure. So, uh, like you said, I'm a motivational speaker, author, blogger, coach. I do, do a little bit of everything helping people to be more successful through goal setting, through productivity and through personal development. Now I started off, um, as any other kid, but I just really felt like I had this, this opportunity to be successful and I was going to be some, be successful in life and that. Thought got me through some really hard times in my life. Some personal issues, some um, some family issues, issues with school, issues with my job. All of these things that were happening, health wise included, all of these things were happening, and yet I knew that I was met here on this earth. For a specific purpose and that was to help people be more successful. And so I started um, looking up successful people, learning what they were doing and trying to emulate that. And then I started a blog in 2011, um, right in the middle of my MBA career at Georgia State University here in Atlanta, Georgia. And that blog turned into a business in two thousand and fourteen and then i and then it just took off from there. I started writing a book and then reaching out to um to 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 speak and do some motivational speaking and it's just been ever since just been growing 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 right so tell me who were the entrepreneurs you
0: always looked up to
1: sure, so I looked up to people from from Michael Jordan to Steve Jobs to Oprah Winfrey, and then motivational speakers like Gary Vee and um, people like Tony Robbins and Les Brown, Jack Canfield, all of these individuals, I saw that they were they were able to do something awesome and spectacular, impact millions if not billions of lives. And I wanted to be like, how how can I be just like them? Or how can I figure out how to be like them? That's exactly what brought me to this point so far.
0: I see, a lot of us have started hating the phrase motivational speaking and motivational speakers uh, because it's not about execution for uh, many of uh, these uh, big names. It's about positive thinking. It's like going to your garden and chanting there are no weeds, there are no weeds. uh, When there are a lot of weeds and it's not enough to just chant about it and uh, think positively you have to execute and rip those weeds out and do something about it. So, Andrew, tell me, how are you different than other motivational speakers?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think the reason why people there's a bad stigma associated with motivational speaking is because people associate that with people just trying to motivate them and then without giving them like the practical tools necessary to achieve the, the, their desired result. So they just get people hyped up. They're hype men, it, it, you know, for a long story short. And so they never really, um, change or transform their lives. They walk right out of the seminar and they go back to exactly what they were doing before. Me, on the other hand, I want to make sure that I provide practical knowledge. I don't want to just hype you up, get you all excited, but I'm, I, I the, the way I motivate per se is to provide that knowledge provide those skills in a way that's more like a teaching versus you know like a preaching <laughs> you know what i mean
0: yeah 100 uh, percent. the goal of motivational speaking shouldn't be uh, getting their room bumped and all hyper and then after a three-day seminar people go home and uh, nothing has changed um, People should start taking action, changing their lives, executing on their vision and goals. It isn't just about three-day motivation. And Andrew, I know you are different than your average motivational speaker because you want people to take action. So I want you to look back now and tell me the story of the first person you started working with in the consulting and the motivational space.
1: So the first person I ever started working with, uh, was this, uh, music, uh, this music company. Um, they, they had started a music academy and everything, some good friends from church. And, um, I was so excited to have the opportunity to, to, to speak in front of them. I was representing them for an event that they had. I was pretty much going to be the MC. And it taught me a lot about, um, speaking, the business of speaking, as well as, uh, you know, how to handle a client. And it wasn't a good experience. Just to let you know, (laughs) it was actually a pretty tough experience for me. Yeah, sure. So, um, I started, you know, I started reaching out to the client, explaining them what I want to do and, um, you know, building the presentation. Um, our expectations of the, of the event, I guess in the my part in speaking, because I was supposed to do like a five to 10 minute presentation, weren't all clear. I thought I was going to be creating a PowerPoint presentation, explaining a little bit about the company, what they do, and providing a little bit of a video um, that they were going to have they didn't have the video they didn't um have the projector in order to do the powerpoint presentation so we had to scratch that and um i had to do it you know all from memory they wanted me to use notes but i wasn't really comfortable with notes because i didn't want to look like i was reading or if I, or i was unprepared i wanted to be really um engaged with the audience but um and just those expectations They ended up not using me in the, in the, in the, um, the presentation. They actually ended up cutting the presentation altogether and just having stand up, stand on stage and read a couple of lines from something. And it was just a, it was a really eye-opening experience. It was a humbling experience and it taught me, um, really how to, Understand what truly what the client wants, and make sure I ask the right questions beforehand in order to make sure that um we're all on the same page.
0: So did you get paid for that?
1: No, it was actually um it was my first first speaking engagement. It was a free speaking engagement. Um, my first actual paid speaking engagement uh, was at uh, Saint Louis Community College. I got a chance to fly out to Saint Louis. To speak to some high school youth as part of their outreach program out there and it was a it was an awesome experience that was the um that was the first one that really got me on the board and got me excited I'm like okay I can do this I have arrived you know what I mean
0: so you started to possess uh, your success uh, almost what five six years ago
1: yeah. Well, I actually started in 2014. I started the blog in 2011, but I actually formed the company and, and made it Possess Your Success in 2014.
0: So you started off just writing. Uh, were you writing for yourself or did you know that you wanted to turn it into a business?
1: I did not. I was actually writing for myself and just for other people people that wanted to hear my story. I figured I wanted to chronicle my, my journey, my my successes, my struggles, my triumphs, all of that, and be able to provide, uh, you know, like I said before, that practical experience so that way people can use that and avoid some of the mistakes that I made and learn from my experiences.
0: Andrew, I know there's a lot of people in the audience who want to make money from their blog. Uh, tell me how you did it and uh, what was the moment when you realized that, oh man, I can actually make a living out of it.
1: Absolutely, so it really takes, first of all, it takes consistency. A lot of people, they don't put in the consistency that it takes in order to build the audience. The second thing is it takes knowledge of the, the audience that you're speaking to. You know, who is it that you want to speak to? Who's your target demographic? Who is your avatar that that one person that you would love to, if you could talk to nobody else? It would be this person <laughs> so. You gotta know that person and know them very deeply, know their struggles and be able to speak to them on a personal level as well as, um, be able to transmit your knowledge over to them. So that, that is really, really key. And then you gotta, then something I learned, um, along the way is you gotta be able to, to uh, use your copywriting skills, which is something not a lot of people are born with, you know, there's something people aren't born with, but they do. It's something you need to learn in order to be a successful blogger. You be able to speak to them in a way that um, that calls them to action or evicts emotion, some kind of um, way to, to to touch your audience and have them be like, "Wow, I need to do X, Y, and Z because I've read this on this blog."
0: Right. So when you started off, Andrew, um, what were some of the revenue streams for your blog? Or was it just speaking?
1: Yeah. So I started off with the speaking and then I moved on to my book, uh, Possess Your Success, which teaches the three-step process to help you Gear your thoughts, your words, and your actions towards the vision of success you want in your life. So I started that um, project in 2015, and it just launched in uh, September. Uh, of 2016 so i was really excited about that that was a huge milestone for me and so i'm doing that as well
0: congratulations on writing that book i'm sure it was a really long process
1: absolutely absolutely and you know doing that i'm also uh, working a full-time job as well and just balancing the two i like to call myself a sidepreneur But um, it's something that I'm working to push to full-time right now. I'm working on my strategy right now. And um, so far, it's been an amazing journey. So, yeah.
0: Why do you think you haven't been able to do it full-time yet?
1: Because I want to make sure that, um, first of all, I want to make sure that the business is survivable full-time. I want to be able to – when I go full-time, I don't want to turn back. And so right now I'm just planning stuff. I'm also going through uh, a transition. My my wife's pregnant and, you know, so we're expecting a kid. Yeah, yeah, we're very, very excited. So um, in another couple of months, we'll have a kid on the way. So I want to make sure that when I'm full time, I'm able to not go back. So
0: Andrew, you are a perfect example of being practical in business. Uh, you don't have to quit your job today if you're not making enough money from your business. To survive, so importance of being practical is so crucial to success. Andrew, I want to switch gears a bit and talk about growing your business. Um, walk us through some of the strategies you use today.
1: Yeah, so as far as um, building my my um, my blog, I do that through SEO. I do that through um, through advertising on Facebook as well as just uh, through my email list uh, you know I make sure that I collect email addresses um, every, every which way through, you know in order to um, provide people with value as well as to people get people to um, to my blog to generate that traffic as far as my speaking business in order to generate the um, the clients I do a lot of outreach um, I I provide um, I, I you know I just do cold email outreach I also work within my network in order to, to make those relationships and establish those relationships that will help me get to those, um, speaking engagements that are, that are paid. And, um, th- those are the main ways that I, 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 you know, try to get my clientele. And then from there, the people that are in the audience, I, you know, I share that with them my book. Um, And then they purchase the book and then they call me up and say, Andrew, I want to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. And then they end up becoming coaching clients. That's kind of my overall strategy, just uh, taking them from the blog and from cold email outreach to presentation um, clients or speaking clients to coaching clients and book sales. Something
0: I always wonder about, how successful is uh, cold outreach when it comes to getting speaking gigs? Uh, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so it's actually, it's very, very effective, especially when you're first starting out. It's really hard to just, you know, for people to find you if they don't know anything about you. So you have to get in front of these clients and um, reach out to people that, um you know, that are in that industry that you want to speak to, like maybe conferences or uh, or maybe trade groups, some kind of gr- organization that is interested in the topic that you want to speak about. So that's that's where you want to go with that route. And al- another thing is that they all they're always having calls for speakers, so um they post them online so you can um. You can reach out that way, you know, filling out the forms and getting that taken care of. And then, um, you know, finding, make, establishing the relationships. That, that's the, that's the biggest piece of the pie, really. That's where you really start to, to make some good headway is establishing relationships with people that you meet day in and day out and then you f- find that you get end up with, with speaking engagements because of that.
0: So uh, what is usually the success ratio? Let's say you send out, I don't know, 100 cold emails to a bunch of people who you don't have any connection with. Uh, mm-hmm. do, you, do you usually get one or two speaking gigs or what is the kind of the ratio?
1: Yeah, I would say about maybe um, you get for for every 100 you send out, you may get... Uh, 20 or 30, um, responses and then you may get, uh, two to three, maybe five speaking engagements because of that. So you have to really, I mean, it is a lot of work and some, you know, you can do that through maybe delegating that work out to. Outsourcing companies, or you know, maybe hiring a VA to help you with that piece. But, um, I find that the best way is on um, the personal touch. So, if, if you're first, if you're just starting out as a speaker, I highly recommend you just go out there and pound the pavement, pound the virtual pavement, and get those um email addresses, get to work.
0: <laughs> right. I think it's important to mention that you curate every single message you send out as a cold email. To every single conference individually, because just copy and pasting emails to a bunch of different people will probably not work. So curating brings in the results.
1: Absolutely, and so what I what I do is I try to find something interesting um to 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 note maybe they have something on their website you know there you want to tailor you don't want to just be like dear sir or <laughs> madam you know please accept right. my application for my speaking proposal blah 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 you know so you want to make sure that you're writing or you're um you're entering in the the right information you know getting Getting more personal, add that personal touch to be able to say, hey, they realize that I'm a real person, <laughs> you know? Right.
0: So if you get uh, one of those speaking gigs, what do you usually speak about?
1: Like my, my main message is that you, are, you have the ability to be successful. You have been empowered since you were born to be successful in whatever, that, whatever it is that you want to do. The problem is that most people they they like the mindset, they don't speak the right words to, to themselves or other people and they don't take the right actions. Even if you have the right positive mindset and you know optimistic all the time, people don't take the right actions, make the right decisions, make the right relationships in order to be successful. And I that's how I that's how that's what i talk about is that you need to make sure you are taking the right actions and i explain how to take the right actions i explain how to to get that right mindset i explain how your words have power and how to use them effectively to get what you want so that's that's exactly what i do i empower people through their mind through their words and through their actions to achieve their vision of success in their lives.
0: Andrew, it's always nice to see uh, that hard work pays off. Uh, Has anyone ever come up to you after one of your speaking gigs and said, hey, Andrew, you changed my life?
1: Yes, actually. I. <laughs> it was crazy because it, it, it's such a good feeling. I was talking to someone the other day and they said just because, and I this was actually on uh, Periscope, I was just giving away some free content. I do it every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 um, p.m. And I was just giving away some free content. He was like, because of your podcast, I was able to, or broadcast, excuse me, because of your broadcast, I was able to um, like double my income. I got three promotions in the past month just by, um, listening to your, um, to your words of wisdom and applying them in my lives. So, uh, I, I was just, I was shocked. You know, that's something that feels really good. Another person said that they, um, because of what I, what I was uh, giving them as far as value they they paid off their house because they knew that they can do it it wasn't that they thought they could do it they knew that they could do it and then they took the practical actions to make that happen
0: I see Andrew at this point in the conversation I want to understand what you do daily to be successful so let's start with your morning routine
1: yes absolutely um, I follow how uh, Elrod's miracle morning. Oh, yeah, uh, and yeah, I wake <laughs> up at like five between 530 and six o'clock in the morning I um, You know sit there for for a little bit and do some visualization Visualize how my day is going to go visualize myself speaking on stages and affecting lives um, And then I do some affirmations. I go through a list of affirmations that um that I have just for me in order to get my mind and my words right like I said before uh, so I do practice what I what I preach, <laughs> trust me. Uh, then I do some exercise. I do some stretching. Um, I do a little bit of meditation. And then I do a little bit of reading. Um, I try to either read a book or I read some kind of inspirational message. Maybe sometimes I'll read my Bible. Um, and then um, I'll do the um, – You know, everything else that's on that, um, you know, do some writing, get my blog posts together or maybe um, work on an outline, something like that. And that's that's what I do mainly to get my day started.
0: I need to get hell on this podcast. Uh, Morning Miracle has been mentioned at least Dozen of times. So, uh, if anyone is thinking about getting themselves a new morning routine, uh, check out Hal's book, The Morning Miracle. It's a great freaking book. Uh, Andrew, uh, talk me about the habits and behaviors you pursue day in and day out during the day.
1: Yeah. So I'm I have to live with a calendar like a calendar is a must for me. I cannot survive without the calendar. So everything that I do, I put it on my calendar, make sure I schedule out my time to be more productive and more more effective. Um, I also have a habit of using um, the Pomodoro technique um, that really helps me stay productive and stay um, ready. And then um, it's just following the the um, the tasks that I set before me. Um, you know, I have to make sure that I'm, I'm focused, I'm steadfast, um, and then I'm going back and forth between you know what I need to do and what I'm actually doing, and reconcile the difference. So that's essentially what I do during the day.
0: Yeah, it's simple calendar and Pomodoro technique. Those are the two things that bring me the most productivity during the day, actually. Andrew, it's been a pleasure talking with you. If you could leave our audience with just one final takeaway, what would that be?
1: Yeah, so like I said before, I can't say it enough. You have to be willing to do the things that it takes to be successful. It's not going to come upon you like, you know, like you see on the TV or the movie screens. You have to go out there and get it. It's a you know, I one thing I say in every one of my talks is that your success is out there. It's up to you to take the steps and the actions to possess it.
0: I love that. Let's end on this note. If anyone listening wants to get all the links and resources mentioned in this episode, head over to entrepreneurdecoded.com and type in Andrew, and you'll find everything right there entrepreneur Decoded.com. andrew mcdonald thank you so much for coming in
1: absolutely thank you for having me thank you for listening to entrepreneur decoded for killer resources and free content go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.